You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day in what hopefully is a short week if you were able to enjoy a three-day weekend last weekend. Um, today, I want to talk about finals, NBA Finals Game 1, which was, of course, on Tuesday night. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Damian Lillard conversation from Tuesday. You know, I, I wrote about it at Dunkin' with Wolves, and I have a couple more thoughts on that, as well as the Ben Simmons thing. I mean, these are the two names, the, the two biggest names that are reportedly or or if they're not already, will be on the trade market, or at least will be discussed about. Uh, you know, two genuine all-stars, superstars, um, or not genuine all-stars, multi-time all-stars and genuine superstars. In Lillard's case, a top 10 player. In Simmons, probably a top 20-ish player. Um, and the Timberwolves are, are under Gerson Rosas, always big game hunting. And I think it's, it isn't crazy to be talking about these as real possibilities. So I want to kind of talk about those uh, and then just a couple of quick Wolves notes. And that'll be today's show. Um, otherwise, if you're not already following the show or subscribed, uh, please follow and or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That, of course, includes Apple, as well as Spotify, Google, and the all-new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow the show on the new, newly verified Twitter account, at LockedOnTWolves, with a T, Locked on T-Wolves. And I like to remind everybody every now and again, I did not create that Twitter handle. I am aware that nobody really calls the Timberwolves the T-Wolves in Minnesota. Um, but that is the handle we have, Locked on T-Wolves with a T. And also the newly verified, at B Beacon, my account, that's at B Beacon on Twitter, two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Okay, let's open with a couple quick Wolves notes. Number one, Leander Balmero was apparently in town. In Minneapolis, the Timberwolves official Twitter account sent out photos of him, I I believe, on a boat. Um, It looks like he's on a boat, which is something the Wolves did, of course, with some of their guys last year during the pandemic. Um, But he's in in the Twin Cities. It's another sign that it seems very likely Balmero will be a member of the Timberwolves next year and will be kind of their, I guess, will be their rookie and the de facto uh, also, literally a first-round pick, but but they're they're one new rookie this year. Of course, they had three first-rounders last year and none this year. Um, so that will be the the talking point from the Timberwolves' perspective if they're unable to trade back into the draft. Gerson Rosas said in media availability on uh, Tuesday that they're still exploring possibilities to trade into the draft, and I think he said something to the effect of. Hey, you know, even though we don't have a pick sitting here today, it doesn't mean we won't when the draft happens here in a couple of weeks. Personally, I th- and I've said this before on the show, I think it's pretty unlikely the Wolves trade back in unless they're able to get a couple of second rounders, maybe a pick this year and a future pick, and they decide to cut their losses with a Jarrett Culver or something like that. A minor type deal. I don't think they're going to get into the first round. I'd be surprised if they paid the price to get into the second round in, in a, a top-heavy yet still deep draft. Um, so maybe top-heavy is not the best. Strong up top and all the way through in this draft. Um, now, of course, last year's draft was seen as weak, and the first round especially all the way through the first round, you know, down to Jaden McDaniels and Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman and all these guys um, who have had strong rookie years that were drafted in the back half of the first round. Bomero in this draft probably gets picked around when the Wolves got him, maybe a little higher, maybe in the teens. Um, this is last year's draft ended up being extremely deep. This year's draft is supposedly better. Um, and I'd be really surprised if the Wolves got back in. At any rate, 
assuming they don't get back in, Bolmero becomes their rookie this year. I'm sure they'll add, you know, Rosas is very good at adding players on the fringes. We've seen that with Nas Reed. Jalen Newell is a second-round pick. Jordan McLaughlin is an undrafted guy in a similar vein as Nas Reed. Um, you know, I, I think that that's something that Rosas is strong at doing, and they'll bring in an undrafted guy or two. They've, of course, got two two-way spots to fill. So there will be some talk here, you know, moving forward on as they start to make some of these fringe roster, you know, fringe of the roster moves. Summer League's not until August this year, obviously, with everything pushed back a month or so. Um, and so in advance, you know, between the draft and Summer League, that's when we'll get a better sense for who these guys are that the Wolves are identifying. And, um, well, we actually, just last week, I think it was, I talked about some of the guys that had in for workouts that likely weren't going to be drafted, that were, were more, a lot of backup point guard type, combo type players that they had in for workouts. And it, it tipped off, you know, the Wolves, they don't have a third point guard on the roster right now. They have Rubio on an expiring contract. They have D'Angelo Russell. McLaughlin's a restricted free agent, and he may not be back. So the Wolves are looking for that third point guard, um, combo guard type guy. They they signed Ashton Higgins last year to a two-way deal. He appeared in one game for them and then was released or was waived after he broke protocols in the, in the G League bubble um, down in Atlanta. So, I mean, those are the types of guys that the Wolves – seem to think that they can uncover the McLaughlin's, the Ashton Hagen's, um, those types of players. And the workouts that we know about that the Wolves have had are those kind of late second round undrafted prospects or likely to be undrafted prospects. Um, and that'll be something to keep an eye on here as we move through July and into August uh, and, and get a better sense for, uh, you know, what players are going to be on that summer league team who could have a shot at even getting a two-way deal or, or in Nas Reed's case. Remember, Nas Reed was going to be a two-way signee ended up being signing a, a partially guaranteed deal, a four-year deal, um, instead of a two-way. And the Wolves ended up with McLaughlin on a two-way as well. Um, so that'll be something to look out for. Rosas is still talking about maybe trading back into the draft. Again, I think it's unlikely. Bolmero is, there's nothing official, of course. The team was pretty coy in their social, in their Twitter post about him being in town. They tagged him in the tweet. We know he's, we know he's in town. Um, but there's nothing official or nothing can be officially announced, I don't think, yet about him joining the team for next year. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. But I think we're moving in that direction. Um, okay. What I want to do next is I want to talk a little more about Simmons and Lillard and then talk about the NBA Finals. Um, so that all that's coming up here next. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about the title sponsors of the program today. And that is, of course, Spotify Greenroom. This episode is brought to you by Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon. Be sure to get started. I'll meet you there. Go download the free Greenroom app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Wolves room is live. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, let's talk Damian Lillard. I, you know, go back and listen to the show Tuesday. I, I, I spent a little more time on the subject than I'm going to today, but basically just kind of hashed out like, hey, what, what kind of assets do the Wolves have to acquire Damian Lillard if they do give up? say all four of their top five trade assets, whether that's, um, you know, assuming obviously Carl Anthony Towns, he won't be in a deal for Lillard. So if they have to give up, call it Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, Rubio's expiring contract and two to three first round picks, 
is it worth it? I mean, th those are some other best draft assets or best trade assets, I should say, not including Carl Anthony Towns. Um, does the fit with Lillard and D'Angelo Russell make sense in the backcourt? Uh, ultimately, I came to the conclusion that if that was the deal, if you're trading Edwards, Beasley, Rubio, plus multiple picks, and also I think in, in the deal I discussed yesterday, Bolmero may be included too. If you're trading all that, including Bolmero, I don't know that you do that unless you're convinced. If Gerson Rosas is 100% convinced, they will be in the finals in the next three years. Because remember, Lillard's only got, uh, I think he's got four years on his deal. Towns has three. You you better believe you're going to be a legit championship contender. Um, and, and, you you know, starting lineup with Lillard, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Robert Covington, say he comes back in that deal from Portland. Jaden McDaniels and Carl Anthony Towns is very likely, I mean, that's probably a top four seed in the West right there. You need some depth, and the Wolves would not have it. You need to rely on on Rosas's ability. To this point, he's proven that he's able to add fringe type players, rotation guys on reasonable contracts, young players, find veterans that are willing to come to Minnesota to play with Lillard and Towns. Um, if you believe all that, then you do it. I would not pull the trigger on that deal. Now, if we were having this conversation in January after Anthony or February after Anthony Edwards got off to a rough start, I could be talked into it. Um, that's how that's and that's not necessarily sure in the moment. I guess that would be more recency bias than anything else. Maybe overreacting to a slow start for Edwards. Now, to be clear, Portland would never have entertained the thought of trading Lillard in January or February of this season. But all things equal, the way that Edwards, well, the way I felt about Edwards as a prospect before the draft last year, obviously I would have included the number one overall pick. I would have included a just drafted Anthony Edwards in a deal for Lillard. But Anthony Edwards was so good in March, April, May of this year, that's how much it swung my opinion of him, and I, I believe his trade value as well. I, I don't think the Wolves are going to trade Anthony Edwards, even in a deal for Damian Lillard. I don't think it happens because of how well he played and how good he could be as a high-usage playmaker and scorer along with Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think that the Timberwolves would deal him in a, in a in a deal for Lillard, and I wouldn't either right now, um, unless somehow there was a plan in place, there was a high level of confidence, this is a finals team in the next three to four years with Towns and Lillard leading the way. All that to say, the Simmons thing continues to be intriguing. It continues to come up. Uh, we know Darren Wolfson confirmed last week from Darren uh, Doogie from KSTP and, and Score North that the Wolves have interest in Simmons. They're very interested. Obviously, we know this. Um, I also, he's far more gettable. He's not going to cost as much as Damian Lillard, which in some ways is silly because he's a lot younger and um, there's you know more future team control. There can be another max signed, uh, similar contract lengths. He's the salary is is less than Lillard. On the other hand, Lillard's a top ten player, so I, I get it. Um, but the price may be significantly less. I mean, if the Wolves could get Simmons for D'Angelo Russell, you know, a pick or two and, and Malik Beasley or whatever, that's a trade I would do. And I would rather have Simmons and Towns and not give up Anthony Edwards than have Russell, Lillard, and Towns and give up Anthony Edwards, plus probably additional draft picks that you're not giving up in the Simmons deal. The Wolves might need to include two picks in a deal for Simmons. I'm betting it's at least two, if not three, plus Edwards in a deal for Lillard. Simmons also fits with the Timberwolves better because of his uh, defensive ability, the ability to guard multiple positions. Um, he can do some of the things Edwards does in terms of, you know, playing a five out and just letting him go or flattening out and letting him play isolation ball. Uh, Edwards can do that. And, and that's the way that Simmons is best used offensively. And then he's such a good passer and he's, a, he's obviously a better passer than Edwards at this stage in their respective careers. 
that he can be so effective in in that type of a system. The Wolves could now the Wolves are doing less of that. They're doing less clearing out. They do it for Edwards, but on, in Finch's offense. A lot of it runs through Carl Anthony Towns. Still, Simmons as a cutter, Simmons as the trigger man, Simmons in that role, right, in a high post type role, similar to how Towns has been used in Finch's offense. That would be attractive because of his ability to pass and his size. Um, obviously, he's less of a threat to score, but that's where he's most effective is when he's got the ball in his hands as a playmaker. And if you have Towns on the perimeter as a shooter, you have Edwards as a cutter, as somebody who can get to the basket and score, Simmons could be more effective in the Wolves' offense. Than, than he has been in Philadelphia for obviously not his whole career, but then he has been of late, certainly than he was in the playoffs. I think the Wolves could find a better way to use him. I think Chris Finch could be the guy that could unlock a more confident and effective version of Ben Simmons. Um, so all that to say, if if the Wolves say that it's one less first-round pick and you're not giving up Edwards in a deal, I would rather have that deal, keep Edwards and have Simmons, than end up with with D'Lo as my third star and Lillard and Towns as, as my as my two top players. Um, the ceiling of a Simmons, Edwards, Towns trio is far greater, in my opinion, than a Lillard, Russell, Towns trio. Right now, the version with Lillard would be better. And it's a second round team, maybe a conference finals team, but you're losing so much more depth. You're losing some upside. Edwards has the potential to be a top 10, 15 player. And there's far more team control there. He's got three more years on his rookie deal, plus all the extensions that would be upcoming. Um, and and I think he fits really well with Towns as long as he continues improving his outside shooting. That, to me, would be more valuable than including additional assets, and whether that's Edwards' additional pick, uh, maybe Balmero, maybe Jaden McDaniels instead, that type of a thing, to get Lillard. Um, I also think it's far more likely Simmons is traded this offseason than Lillard, whether it's to Minnesota or elsewhere. Simmons is very clearly available and on the trade block. We don't know that for sure about Lillard. There's, um, I forget who it was. If it was, uh, I forget who the report was initially. Um, I think it was a Yahoo report that Lillard could be requesting a trade and, and could went on to Portland. And so that that very well could happen. But I I think it's more likely Simmons is traded. Like it's more likely if the Wolves are to acquire any superstar level player it's it's Simmons I think he's the guy and I, and I get that he's not to the level of Lillard but I think he fits the roster I think he'll cost less in terms of an acquisition cost so that's where I would look if I were the Wolves um, this this topic isn't going anywhere I, I mentioned this on Tuesday's show but I'll be discussing it with future guests on the show I want to get everybody's take on on what it you know basically what's going to cost to get either one of those guys and how either one of them fits in Minnesota is it worth the trouble is it worth breaking up the Russell Towns duo is it worth potentially rocking the boat in that sense there's a lot of uh, a lot of that to to parse here this offseason so we'll we'll definitely be talking about this more moving forward all right i want to briefly touch on the finals so we'll do that here next before we get to that though uh, let's talk about our great friends at built bar Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. It's fantastic. It tastes exactly like a candy bar. There's nine delicious flavors that you can enjoy. If you aren't a protein bar person, you'll become one after you try Built Bar. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. You can even get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, plus only four grams net carbs. You can order today and get raspberry, mint brownie, or whatever it is that you like, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Let's also talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the news, 
odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA playoffs, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. You're online. Sportsbook experts. All right, let's go ahead and talk NBA playoffs, which I guess now means the finals. Um, this isn't just the road to the finals anymore presented by Michelob Ultra. We are, we are in the finals. The finals are happening. It's finally here. Uh, the NBA season is somehow, it's just insane. I feel like we've been in season forever, but then again, we went like nine months without a season, basically, um, or without basketball, I should say. But here we are. We're we're about to talk finals, the road to the finals, the finals themselves. All of our NBA playoff coverage here at Locked On is brought to us by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. All right, so game one of the finals was on Tuesday night. Of course, Bucks and Suns. Giannis was doubtful coming into the day and then was upgraded to questionable. And then news came down shortly before tip that he would be playing in the game on Tuesday night, which obviously was not expected. I think the favorites for the series had really kind of it, everything had shifted Phoenix. Phoenix was favored earlier in the day by six. Um, and then it, we found out that Giannis would play. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly how that shifted the line potentially right before the game, but um, Giannis played and played okay. I mean, he looked himself he right right from the get-go, like he was ready to go. They ended up losing by 13, of course, though, after a monster game from Chris Paul. 32-9 and nine in his first finals game, 12 of 19 shooting, 4 of 7 from outside the arc. Devin Booker had an inefficient 27 points, relatively inefficient. He was 1 of 8 from outside the arc, but um, got to the line a little bit and, uh, generally speaking, had a good game, 27 points for him. Um DeAndre Ayton had 22 and 19, a monster game from him. I think Ayton is getting a little bit overlooked in this whole thing, uh, this whole Suns run. When He shouldn't be. I mean, he's their third star, right, after Paul and Booker. Ayton's the guy, and he's had a, a great playoffs. Um, I should Last round, I guess, he wasn't really overlooked. He had the game winner. He had all the efficiency records that he's breaking at this point in the playoffs in terms of his field goal shooting. I mean, he was 8 of 10 again in this game. Um, but 22 and 19 is just huge. It, it was a little bit lost, though, in Paul's 32 and nine in his first final game, and, and I understand why. They continue to get strong play out of Cam Johnson, who, of course, was the player officially selected by the Timberwolves in the 2019 draft and was traded up. Of course, he was picked by the Wolves for Phoenix in the trade when the Wolves traded Dario Saric, who's also still on the finals or the Western Conference champion, if you will, Phoenix Suns, um, in the trade for Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver, of course, is... Uh, I talked about him last segment about Culver being traded for a couple of second rounders this offseason, and that's on the table. Meanwhile, Sharich and, and Cam Johnson are in the in the rotation of the team in the finals. So there you have it. Uh, but a strong game for Phoenix. And, you know, Giannis wasn't bad. I mean, he was he had 20 and 17 in this game, uh, but he you know, wasn't quite himself. Chris Middleton had 29, 7 and 4, made five threes in the game. Brooke Lopez was good. Uh, Drew Holiday was not himself for a 14 shooting, and um, I was thinking actually he was I think 11 to one to win the MV- uh, Finals MVP headed into Game One, and I was thinking to myself that wasn't bad value because you look at a guy, especially if Giannis is banged up, if if the Bucks somehow win the series and Giannis isn't himself, I mean Drew Holiday's a, it's either Middleton or Drew Holiday that wins Finals MVP, right? And Drew Holiday's that two way guy had that big final game in the Conference Finals. That wouldn't have been bad value. Now, you know, after this rough game one, it would be difficult unless he has a monster 
final few games of the series. But I mean, the Bucks, if Giannis isn't able to do Giannis things consistently and or if Middleton and Drew Holiday are not are not consistent, Phoenix could win the series relatively easily. I still think this is probably I didn't actually give an official prediction. I still think this is probably Suns. The Suns win this, but it takes six games to do it. And I, I would have said that before the game one win. The Bucks aren't just going to roll over. Um, they're they're obviously a good team, and Giannis looks relatively healthy. You know, provided so he doesn't have any kind of a setback or, or re-injury. Um, you know, this 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 Bucks team is going to be a difficult out, even though everything's coming up Phoenix right now. Um, and you know, and by the way, good for Chris Paul. I talked about this I think last week. It's it's awesome that he's finally made the finals. He's deserved to be in the finals uh, at some point in his career after being you know one of the best point guards of this generation. Um, clearly it's, it's good to see him in the finals, regardless of, of your feelings about him as a, um, the way he carries himself on the court, I guess is the most diplomatic way to say it. But I, I, I enjoy watching Chris Paul and I, I'm glad that he's in the finals and I'm glad that he had such a, a big game in game one. Um, and, and also that he's healthy. Remember round one, uh, had it, I mean, there was a shoulder issue and then there was the, the health and safety protocols that caused him to miss time. And here he is having a big game one in his first finals. It's it's just awesome to see. Um, okay, that's all I have today on the show. We'll, uh, of course, be back tomorrow, Thursday and Friday shows here as we close out the week. Talk more finals, talk more Timberwolves. Be sure that if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast that you do so, anywhere you listen to podcasts, that, of course, includes Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app. Again, Odyssey's A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves. Don't forget the T and at B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N, both Twitter accounts newly verified on Twitter. Of course, the Locked On Wolves podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your local experts on all the biggest stories. Today's episode is brought to us by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Thanks once again for listening. My name is Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.